Danny, did you hear that whistle? Sure did, Amos. That whistle means Rinso White, Rinso Bright, Rinso New. That's right. It means that this is Sunday and we is on the air for Rinso with Sodium. and Andy Show with Lou Lubin, Ernestine Wade, Johnny Lee, Will Wright, Jeff Alexander's Music, Vince Townsend, and radio's all-time favorites, Amos and Andy. Yes, sir, the Amos and Andy Show, brought to you by Lieber Brothers Company, makers of Rinso, the only soap that contains solium. That's why Rinso gets your clothes whiter and brighter than new. Rinse white, rinse bright, rinse new. Happy little wash day song. Well, after 22 years of marriage, Sapphire has definitely made up her mind not to come back to the Kingfish. She packed bag and baggage and went to stay with her mother in Brooklyn. The Kingfish, pretty broken up about the whole thing, is discussing the situation with Andy. Yes, Andy, I was pretty broke up when I went into that empty apartment. All around was them little momentums that reminded me of my sweet darling wife. Yeah, that's a sad thing, all right. Yeah, the paper roses in the vase that I give her for Christmas, 1927. (laughs) The fireplace with the bent poker, the one she worked me over with on Thanksgiving Day. (laughs) The worst of all, Andy, the empty glass. Empty glass? Yeah, the one on the night table that you used to keep up a plate in. <laughs> yes, Andy, I really miss that friendly smile, boy. Well, Kingfish, this breakup was bound to come sooner or later. Because you and Sapphire have been Dempsey and fur pulling as long as ever I can remember. Andy, <laughs> my married life did have a few bright moments, though, but it was like taking a bubble bath in a bucket of boiling oil. You don't get the bang out of the bubbles that you should, you know. Well, Kingfish, the thing that always done puzzle me is how you and Sapphire ever done got together in the first place. Well, you remember, Andy, Sapphire and me done worked in the cotton mill. We was total strangers until one day we accidentally fell in the cotton baler together. You fell in the cotton baler? Yeah, and by the time they got us out, we was pretty well acquainted in there. Yeah, yeah, I can understand that, all right, but... How come you ever popped a question to her, anyway? Well, Andy, one day while I was accidental going through her father's death day, I come across his financial statement. Financial statement, huh? Yes, Andy, love suddenly hit me between the gross income and the semi-annual dividend. <laughs> yeah, I stopped by the hock shop that evening, and, well, I was slipping the ring on her finger before long. Yeah, well, I guess at least that was one time when you wasn't fighting. Well, Andy, it started out peaceful, though, but, uh... Well, it was one of them June evenings in 1927. We were sitting on the front porch, and I had just slipped the ring on Sapphire's finger. And I can almost hear her now. She turned to me and said, Oh, George, this ring is beautiful. Tonight I is the happiest person in the whole world. Well, next to me, Wills, but I is really the happiest person in the world. George, uh, sweetheart, I don't like to contradict you. But I knows I is a lot happier than you is. Sapphire, honey baby, it so happens that you couldn't possibly be as happy as I is. Uh, I insist that I is happier than you is. George, I is happier than you is. And if you keep insisting you is happier than I is, I is going to lose my temper. 
Now, wait a minute, Chair. I know how happy I is, and I is four times happier than you is happy. And if you don't stop telling me how happy I is, I'm going to forget about happy and stop being happy. Now, shut your big mouth. I'll show you who is the happiest. Take this. No, no, not with the ukulele. <laughs> oh, yeah. Boy, that was some engagement, all right. You two, you two wasn't exactly no Anthony and Cleopatra, I'll tell you that. Well, Anna, as long as I was engaged, I done decided to make the best of the thing, and, well, the rest of our engagement was pretty free from hostilities. Mm -hmm. But, uh, then come the wedding, Andy. Well, you didn't fight on your wedding, did you? Well, Andy, the only thing I can compare to was the last three days at Gettysburg. <laughs> there we were standing there at the altar, and the preacher was saying... And now, do you, Sapphire Smith, take this man to be your lawful wedded husband? To love, honor, and to cherish till death do you part? I do. And do you, George Stevens, take this woman to be your lawful wedded wife? To love, honor, and cherish till death do you part? I do. You can say it louder. <laughs> Well, I said it loud enough. You did not, and this is my wedding, and I ain't gonna have nobody mess it up. Well, now, listen, this is my wedding, too, and I'm gonna say I do the way I want to say I do. You say it the way I tell you to well, say now, it. Well, now, wait a minute, Chair. You ain't gonna tell me where I... I please, don't... please. If the bride and groom will please stop fighting, I would like to join them in holy wedlock. <laughs> well, he started. I did not. If you contradict me, I'll hit you with this bouquet. If you think I'm going to stand for office... Well, then, uh, after they stopped my nose from bleeding, we went on with the service. <laughs> yeah, well, from the sound of your wedding, I guess you spent most of your honeymoon in the fracture ward, huh? No, no, Anna. We didn't do much fighting on the honeymoon. Uh, that's because of something that happened. Yeah, huh? You see, we went to Niagara Falls, and the first day we was there, we went out to, to look at the falls. Yeah. We were standing there by the rail, watching the water, making the big drop, when all of a sudden I noticed Sapphire was leaning over the railing. And she said to me... Uh, oh, look how beautiful it is, George. It must be 200 feet down to the rocks. Oh, uh, yes, dear. Uh, well, be careful there, honey. Don't lean over too far. You might slip. <laughs> I'm just trying to get a good look at the falls. I know, honey. Watch it, honey. Look out, honey. Look George, out. Wait a minute, honey. I got you. Look here. Now, hold on to me tight. Grab my hand. Grab my other hand. I got you. Now, take it easy, easy. There you is. Come on up. Hold on tight. Oh, there we is, honey. Back on dry land. Oh. Oh, George. You saved my life. Oh, yeah. That was... Lucky you was there, Kingfish, for that. <laughs> I'll never forget that experience. I done hooked my arm on the rail in there, and I, I caught her just before she went over the precipice. Yeah, I tell you, Andy, she was that close from going over, that close. Yes, that she was, Andy. Kingfish, you know, you was terrible broke up. I'll say I is, Andy. Why, why did I ever catch that woman up? <laughs> Kingfish, after telling me all this stuff, the one thing I can't figure out is why you want Sapphire back. Boy, that's like asking for a return engagement of the bluebonic plague. <laughs> well, I tell you, and, uh, down deep, despite everything, I, I hate to admit it, but I really loved my wife, and No fooling, Kingfish. Yes, and, uh, and as I sit here and think of how she left me and may never come back to me, it brings tears to my eyes. 
Look at the tears running down my cheeks here. Yeah. Yeah, I ain't seen you cry like this since that time at the Chinese laundry when you asked for credit and the man hit you in the nose with a flat iron. <laughs> now, look, Tanda. If I could just see Sapphire alone without a mama buttoning in, I think I could talk Sapphire and coming back to me. Yeah, but how are you going to see her alone now? How are you going to do that? Well, now, look, Andy, when Sapphire stay with her mama over in Brooklyn, she always stay in that old room up on the second floor. Now, if me and you got a ladder and went over there tonight, mm-hmm. I could climb up there in the room and have a talk with her without her mama knowing what was going on, you see? You think that'll work? Yeah. Tell you what, we'll get a ladder and we'll go over to Brooklyn at 9 o'clock tonight and I'll go up and talk to her alone. Well, the ladder's a good idea, but... Don't you think it might be a better idea to go right to her mama and try to reason with her? Reason with her mama? That's about as ridiculous as hearing General Custer sing the Indian love call. Well, Mama, I'm all packed. By the way, what time are we leaving for sisters down in Miami? Sapphire, we're taking an 11 o'clock train. Oh, I see you're wearing one of the new dresses I bought you. Yeah. <laughs> That's fine. Well, now listen, Sapphire. I want you to take all your old rags down in the cellar and burn them in the furnace. Burn them? But, Mama... That's I... right. That's right. Burn them. Because when we get down in Miami, I want you to start with a clean slate. Oh, and take these two old winter dresses of mine and burn them up, too. All right, Mama. Oh, dear, it's after 10 o'clock. I wonder where Mr. Davis is. Mr. Davis? Mm Mm-hmm. Oh, yeah, the man you subletted the house to while we're in Miami. Yes, he's moving in today. Oh, I certainly hope he doesn't have any trouble while we're gone, because you know he's very fussy, and they say he's got a terrible temple. Is that so? Yes, indeed. Well, I... Uh Uh-oh, that must be Mr. Davis now. Let him in, Sapphire. I'm going to finish packing. All right. Oh, good morning, Mr. Davis. Uh, good morning, Miss Stevens. I've come for the keys. Yes, here you are. Yeah, thanks. And incidentally, I'm going to use that room on the second floor for my bedroom. Good. You can move in there tonight. Fine. I told your mother I'm a very light sleeper and I don't want anything to disturb me. Well, you take that upstairs room and I guarantee nothing will disturb you. <laughs> Say, Kingfish, don't you think it's kind of funny there ain't no light on in your mom-in-law's house yet? Yeah, no, Andy. Uh, Sapphire and the old war horse must have went to the movies tonight. Yeah. Now, look here. We'll use this ladder we found in the garage. Climb up to the second-story bedroom there and wait for Sapphire till she get back. Mm. Now, pick up your end of the ladder there, Andy. Okay. Here we All go. Right. Now, you guide me, Kingfish. All right. Go back. Yeah. Go back. Yeah. Back. Watch the window there. What window? That one. I thought that was the one you meant. Yeah. Yeah, forget it, Andy. Now we got to get the ladder up against the wall there. Now help me lift it up here. Yeah. That's it. Up, yeah. up she goes. Yeah, okay. Now, Andy, you climb up there first. I'll go right behind you. Is that window right there? Yeah. Say, Kingfish, we couldn't get in no trouble doing this, could we? Oh, don't be silly, Andy. How could a man get in trouble busting in his own mother-in-law's house? Shut up, Andy, and get on in the room there. Okay. All right, go right on through the window. I meant you should open the thing first, though, Andy. Uh, get over the sill there. Watch the broken glass. All right, 
I'm right behind you. Yeah, here we go. Right. Yeah, here we is. Yeah. Look, I'll pull the shade down here so nobody will see the busted window. Yeah. Let me get the light switch on here so we can wait here in comfort. Yeah. Hmm. This is funny. The furniture is all rearranged in the room here. I don't remember it being like this the last time I was up here. Is you sure this is where Sapphire sleeps? Well, I ain't sure now. That plaid bathrobe there on the chair, I know that don't belong to Sapphire. Yeah, it looked like an elephant could get into that thing. <laughs> Maybe your mama's using this room here. Yeah. Hey, look here, Kingfish, on the dresser. A safety razor. Holy smokes, the old lady must have a mustache that we never know it about. Yeah, and here's something else that you don't know about her. What's that? Look at the ashtray. She's a cigar smoker, too. <laughs> the dog gone. Now, that just show you how little you know about people. Whenever she comes to our house after dinner, she always go in the bedroom. She probably go in there and whips out a white owl. I didn't know what she was. Yeah, that's right. Hey, wait a minute, Anna. There's something fishy going on here. There ain't no trace of sapphire around here. Some man has got this room, boy. Yeah. I wonder who might... Wait a minute. Listen, Andy. Somebody's opened the front door. Well, whoever it is, he's coming up here. Quick, Andy. Let's duck in the bathroom here. Oh, me. Why can we hide in here? Quick, Andy. We'll get in the tub. That's it. Yeah. Right in there. Now we'll pull the shower curtain. Yeah, well, Kingfish, we ought to be safe in the tub here. Shut up, Andy. I hear him in the other room. Holy smoke, it sounds like he's coming in here. Well, now for a nice hot shower and then to bed. Well, let me reach behind the curtain here and turn on the water. I'll let it get good and hot. Now, get my coat off. My tie. Oh, me. Phone downstairs. I better go answer it. Kingfish, if I take off my coat, will you scrub my back? <laughs> Shut up, you dummy. This is terrible. Here we is in the shower. We're getting soaking wet, and it's getting hotter and hotter. We're liable to be scalded to death here. What in the world can we do, Andy? You think it'd happen if we turned the water off? <laughs> oh, yeah. Well, why didn't we think of that before? Here we is, yeah? Andy... We got to get out of here. Of course, that fella's going to be back here any minute. Yeah, and when he get back here and climb in here with us, he ain't going to be in no mood to play rub-a-dub-dub three and no tub. <laughs> Andy, you fool, look here. Don't you realize we is on the brink of a disaster here? We got to get out of here. Yeah. Say, wait a minute. Look here. Over the tub here, there's a window. Yeah. We'll go out that window. Okay. Get it open quick. Yeah. Here we go. Good. Now, as I remember it right, there's a little balcony outside the window. You go first. I'll boost you up. All right, here we go. Um, there, you, there you go. Andy, how far down is the balcony? I don't know. I'm on the ground and I ain't hit it yet. <laughs> you stand right there where you is, Andy. I want something to break my fall. Oh, my back. What are you doing, Keith? Don't just lay there. Get up. We got some running to do here. Don't you... Come in, Andy. I didn't sleep a wink last night. Has you figured out who that fellow is at your mom-in-law's house yet? No, Andy, I can't figure it out. It looked like Sapphire and her mama disappeared without a trace. And a strange man is living over there in their place. Yeah, say, Kingfish, you don't think that Sapphire and her mama done met with uh, foul play, do you? Andy, I don't know. 
You know, the old lady always keep a lot of money in the house. Now, somebody found out about it, and I don't know what to think. I done sent Shorty over to the house to snoop around and see what he could find out. Oh, I tell you, Andy. Well, come in, Shorty. What did you find out? Uh, uh, Kingfish, I, I found out that Sapphire and the mama, uh, 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 I mean, the two of them, was, uh, that, uh, uh, the man was there, you see. Uh, uh, I mean, the mama, uh, 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 and that ain't all. <laughs> Listen, Shorty, the kingfish here is a nervous man. Calm down now and tell him what you found out. Yeah, I, I, I found the window open in the basement and got in. I, I was snooping, snooping around the furnace down there, and look what I found. Oh, looked like a burnt piece of cloth or something. Look at that. Around the furnace. Let me see that, Shorty. Holy smokes. This is Sapphire's dress. Is your show, kingfish? Yeah, it's the new one, too. I bought it for her before she went to the Chicago World's Fair in 1933. <laughs> yeah, yeah, there was a whole lot of other clothes burned up down there, too. Say, Kingfish, this is beginning to look bad. Oh, me. Sapphire's burnt clothes in the furnace. Oh, what has that fiend done to her? What has happened to my wife? Now, now wait a minute. Now, now, don't get excited, Kingfish. you you got to keep calm. Yeah, but Shorty, he may have burned them up in the furnace. Well, you still got to keep calm. You, you can't let yourself get up just because he burned them up in the furnace. Uh, Burning the furnace. The furnace? How you have. Catch me, boys. I'm going to fade. Let's get on into Calhoun, the lawyer, here, and see what he thinks of this whole mess. Yeah, go ahead. Calhoun, can we see you right away? Now, wait a minute, boy. Don't come in here shouting. I got a headache. I'm oh, sorry. I had a big argument with a woman lawyer right here in my office all morning. Juna. Man, what argument that was. Uh-huh. She claimed the law went this way, and I claimed the law went that way. Mm, yeah. But she insisted it went her way, and I insisted it went my way. Uh-huh. Finally, she got down the big copy of Blackstone from the shelf, and that sensed the argument. Oh, she proved her point with the law book, huh? No, she hit me over the head with it. <laughs> Calhoun, never mind about that. Sapphire and her mama has done disappeared without a trace. Yeah. And there's a strange man living in over at the old lady's house there. Mm. And on top of that, we found a lot of their burnt clothes just outside the furnace down the basement. Yeah, sounds like there might be a couple of pretty ugly clinkers in that firebox. <laughs> Go to the police and have him arrest this fella. It sure looked like he is the one that done it already. Now, wait a minute, Jay. You can't move that fast until you show up your ground. They're liable to get you for false arrest and everything else. Thing for you fellas to do is to find out a little more about what's going on before you go to the police. Yeah, that's right, Kingfish. All we got up to now is circumstantial evidence. Yeah, why, why don't you and Andy go over to Brooklyn and, and talk with the fella? You know, kind of feel him out. Yeah, me and Andy could go over there, kind of pose as a census taker or... See, I know... The Gallup poll, that's what, Gallup poll. Yeah. Yeah, uh, yeah then, then, uh, then that give us uh, the right to ask some questions, you see. Calhoun, do you think there's any chance that this fella is done done away with my wife? Well, now, it's kind of hard to say. See, I know the fella once, and his wife disappeared, and folks claimed he done it. They say he took her out in the country where they was building a new highway, and somewhere along that 100-mile highway, he done shoved her under the wet cement. One thing, though, they never could prove it. Yeah, well, what do you think, though, Calhoun? Well, I ain't sure. I've been driving with that fellow over that road a lot of times, and every time something funny happened. What was that? 
Whenever we hit a sudden bump, he always tips his hat. Yes, Miss Stevens, I wouldn't have called you long distance down there in Miami unless it was important. Oh, this is terrible. I'm glad you called, Mr. Davis. You say somebody broke in the house and there was two windows broken? Yes, and not only that, when I come home last night, there was a wet derby in the bathtub. Well, Mr. Davis, I think I know who it might have been. Uh, you see, I'm separated from my husband. And if anybody comes around asking questions, I hope you won't give them no information about where I'm at. Don't worry. They won't get no information out of me. And, uh, by the way, you can tell your mother I've been fixing up the place. You know, I like everything to look nice, and I've been down in the basement all morning building some window boxes. Window boxes? Yeah. I'm going to get some plants started down there where it's warm. But I'll hang up now. This is a long-distance call. All right, Mr. Davis. I hope that hot spell you're having down there in Miami don't last too long. I read about it in the paper. I ain't never felt the heat so much. It was over 90 this morning. Well, goodbye. Well, I better get out in the cellar and finish up them window boxes. Well, Andy, here's the house now. Remember, we was a couple of fellas from the Gallup Pool making a survey in the neighborhood. Yeah, now you think that this fella done away with Sapphire and her mama in the furnace, huh? Yes, Andy, but we got to make sure. We got to ask him some leading questions. Yeah, well, I'll knock on the door here. Yeah. Oh, me. I'm shaking like a leaf. Yeah. I'm nervous as two kittens, yeah. yeah. Yep, what can I do for you? Uh, uh, how you do, sir? We is two of the top men from the Gallup Pool. I is Mr. Gallup. And I is Mr. Pool. We want to ask you a few questions. Yeah, now, the first question, uh, does you have a furnace? Of course. Yeah, and what has you been using for fuel lately? Well, mostly coal. But I throw in anything that'll burn. There's one more question before we wrap up the survey here, Musa. Just how big is the fire door on your furnace? Uh, you know, the door where you push the stuff in? Oh, I don't know. I'd say about uh, 32 inches in circumference. 32. Uh, excuse me, Musa, while I have the conference here with my other questionnaire. Say, <laughs> Andy, yeah. he said the door is 32 inches. Yeah. Yeah, he could have got sapphire in the furnace, but the old lady's circumference is in the neighborhood of 64. <laughs> Couldn't have jammed her in there. Yeah, that's right. How you think he done away with her? Well, I'll find out. Yeah, go ahead. Uh, excuse me, Mr. Next question. Do you have a garbage disposal? <coughs> Listen, would you excuse me? I got to get back to my work in the basement. Your work in the basement? Yeah, I'm building two boxes down there, and I'm not halfway finished. I'll never get them filled at this rate. Filled? Oh, you're going to fill the boxes? Yeah, I'm doing some planting. Uh, Look, mister, if you was planting, why is you planting in the basement? Why ain't you planting outside? Because it's too cold. I don't want them to freeze. Well, in their condition, I don't think they're going to complain about the weather. (laughs) I haven't any more time to talk to you two now. Beat it. And we got the proof now. Yeah. He done done away with my darling wife. And I think our last night together... I done drunk a toast to her, and I say, here's mud in your eye. (laughs) Andy, let's get back to New York so I can think this thing over, Andy. (laughs) 
Fellas, this is terrible, but is you sure you got your facts straight? Does you really think this fella has done away with Sapphire and her mama? There ain't no two ways about it, Amos. Yes, Amos. Shorty done found the burnt clothes. And when we talked to the fella, he done give himself away. Oh, I tell you, I was all broke up here. Yeah, that's right. Soon as the kingfish can pull itself together, Amos, we're going right to the police. Yeah, well, that's the thing to do, all right. And I'll tell you, if anything me and Ruby can do, just call us up, will you? Oh, listen, there's nothing anybody can do. I realize now how much I loved her. It's a terrible thing to happen, but I know that my sweet darling has gone up there for her eternal reward. Yeah, that's right. Right now, she is up there looking down on us. I'll never see her again. Oh, but our love was strong, and maybe someday her spirit will try to contact me from up there. Oh, Andy, I'll get it. Hello? George, this is Sapphire. Sapphire? Well, where is you? I'm down here, George. Down there? Yes, and I don't like it. It's much too hot for me. Oh, no! See you next Sunday. Be sure to be with us next Sunday at the same time when Lieber Brothers Company, the makers of Rinsole with Solium, will again present The Amos and Andy Show, which is written by Joe Connolly, Bob Mosier, and Bob Ross. And stay tuned for the Edgar Berg and Charlie McCarthy program, which follows immediately over most of these stations. This is CBS, the Columbia Broadcasting System.